You're listening to Soul Crush, a podcast dedicated to spirituality, sexuality, and sharing stories that inspire the soul. We release an episode each new and full moon devoted to healing the shame that binds us and illuminating the infinite possibilities and courage of the human spirit. We recognize infinite universal divinity as who we really are and help move others away from ideas and beliefs around God and love that are oppressive. We support the fullest expression of our soul's highest callings to be of service in this world. This is a celebration not of the I or of the me, but of universal love and reverence for the earth that we walk upon. I am your grateful host, Adriana Rizzolo, and I am humbled and honored to be here with you enthusiastic to share my friend Allison Charles with you on today's show. Allison shares about her connection to Jesus and even channels through some really sweet teachings for us. And she really holds a beautiful space of intuitive awareness and also how to really tune into our capacity to heal through humility and one of the reasons why I wanted to have Allison on the episode was because I really gathered a lot of that feeling from her even from afar through social media especially in the past I don't know six months or year I was just really feeling into her vulnerability and softening and she's just done so many amazing things in her life and you can read her whole bio on alisoncharles.com it's a-l-y-s-o-n charles.com and it's fascinating um, her entire life story and I'll share with you a little bit from her her bio but for sure go check her out it says Allison is shaken loose from self-imposed limitations shares her mastery of the art of playing big in full authentic glory and her story of going from suffering to surrender to service Her ongoing commitment to continued master studies, rites of passage, and immersions in shamanism and mysticism, courageously exploring the ever-evolving highest potential and assisting countless people in reconnecting to their power, has landed her as a leading global voice. So you can find Allison on Instagram, and also definitely check out her website, and I feel like her and I had so many just common um, resonance around, you know, such devoted and hungry kind of souls, you know, wanting the truth and wanting to go deeper and deeper in our authenticity and our fearlessness as um, servants in this world. So I know that you'll enjoy the episode and give us a rating on iTunes and you can find me at Art of Loving. I'd love to connect with you and I'd love to hear any insights or any feedback that you have on the on the show. So I hope you're having a really beautiful day or evening and sending you lots of love and blessings. Welcome back to Soul Crush. Today, I am so excited to be here with my guest, Allison Charles. And I have been following Allison for, 
I don't know, probably a few years now. And I just always feel so connected to you. Um, I feel like your medicine always hits me in a place that kind of triggers my joy, but also feels very grounded. And um, I would love to just start by saying hello and asking you how your heart is doing in this moment. Huh, well, so interesting. You should hone right into how my heart is doing. My eyes, which you can see, like just listening to you say how <laughs> my medicine is received by you, it instantly brought me somewhere so emotional. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> for sharing it's it's lovely to hear that maybe i maybe i feel relief that um what a way to start right um so my heart is feeling very open obviously mm -hmm. and <laughs> i think i mean maybe part of me is feeling relief that the way my medicine hits you is by evoking joy inside of you and also helping you feel grounded and in safe, supportive um, space. Mm. Um, and because that's one, <laughs> ooh, Lord, that's one of the things I've had to do uh, so much work around is just getting so anchored and the trust and uh, however my medicine is supposed to be delivered gets delivered right and i'm aware that uh the medicine enters into people in different ways and capacities and in this past year i really uh brought forth a lot of teachings and lessons to myself to get comfortable completely comfortable with confident in and anchored in um the acceptance that my medicine may trigger people in a way that is uncomfortable mm -hmm. for them. And, you know, uh, I didn't realize how much of the people pleaser or the, the desire to be liked. I didn't know how much that had been inside of me mm. until I started having to do this work with accepting that I've always known that I'm just the conduit and the instrument, but in witness of my medicine evoking different emotions in people, I've had to get comfortable with knowing I, at times have to walk away from certain encounters, knowing that that person uh, may be left with the confusion around how they feel about me based upon how my medicine entered them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. So by you saying that my medicine hits you with joy, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's so interesting because for me, I mean, I really, I mean, I love that you feel really vulnerable and open, you know, in this moment. I think it's, to me, emotion is something that helps me feel really connected to the divine to God. It's like I, when I feel that tenderness and that openness in my heart, 
I don't know. I feel safe. And, and, and I think I spent many years on my own journey of not feeling safe enough to even cry. And um, that is definitely not the case anymore and has not been for many years now. But it was like that for a long time. And so I think even when I feel someone else cry, I'm like, oh, like I feel relieved because I'm like, okay, we're not, you know, there's a layer of all the energy that we oftentimes put in front of us to, you know, to just be a certain way or, you know, all the things you just so beautifully described, I think is something we all can relate to. And um, I really feel so strongly like your uh, articulation of what it means to just be validated. And on the spiritual path, I know for me, for many years, I studied in a way that I really was trying to get past my need for validation, which is interesting because that's also what you just spoke to. And it's almost like they're kind of two sides to the same coin. You know, it's like true validation, you know, true like soul validation or true just validation also then somehow diminishes our need for it in a certain way as well. It's really interesting. It it has to have a certain quality to it though. You know, it's like, there's a certain level of it. Um, for example, I went to a party at one of my teachers. She's an astrologer. Her name's Heidi. And I talk about her all the time. She's also been on the podcast. But I went to a party at Heidi's house and I got there. And this one woman, Jolie, who's an amazing woman in my life, who I never see a lot, I immediately walked in and she introduced me to this man I did not know as God's hot girlfriend. She's like, oh, this is... Um, she didn't even say my name. She just said, oh, this is God's hot girlfriend. You know, we're like, ha, 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 Like, we just started laughing so hard. And, like, I was just like, how the fuck? I just walked in here and I got, like, more validation in, like, literally two minutes than I feel like I've gotten in, like, the past four months. Or longer. Yeah, yeah. And also just the way that I relate to this group of, you know, creative individuals on this soul level because I've done a lot of deeper inner healing work with them on retreats and things that yeah. I – it's amazing how that validation, when it comes from these, I don't know if it's a deeper place or pure or of truth, of divinity, of soul level, of yeah, of all that stuff. I totally know exactly what you're saying. It's yeah, and it's interesting because I, um, my entire previous life, this lifetime, the old paradigm for me from before I was even three years old was built about uh, around external constructs, like external identities, external accomplishments, external wins. I was this highly elite uh, distance runner. I was an athlete and this child star athlete that, you know, I was born and bred to win. My dad was my coach, you know, national champion athlete. So this little girl from before the age of three, because that's when I ran my first road race and there's picture proof of it. I don't make this up. It's like <laughs> two and a half years old in running shoes, Nike running shoes and out like racing. And so that was how, how I was, you know, born and bred was, was that and like, you know, in the spotlight and trophies and, you know, the praise, the external praise. Mm-hmm. And I've had to do so much work around um, just getting to the core, core of me and understanding that like without any of that, that I am still a badass and I'm still enough with, if, with all of that being burnt away. And if you take all that away and strip all that away, and mm-hmm. if um, it's just 
just quote unquote, just me sitting in a room with a group of people and they don't know any of that stuff about me because it's all burnt and it doesn't exist. Um, I'm, I'm enough. And now when I hear you speak as to how my medicine hits, and I think to this other, my fellow brother, his name is Natavio Ryan, I met him at upstate New York and one morning we were in a, in a retreat house together, but one morning I was the first one to wake up and he was the other first one to come out of the room. So it was just he and I, and he, the fire was going and I had tea and um, we had been freaking conjuring. Like we <laughs> the portal in this house the previous like three days. So we were in this portal and he comes to me and we're just standing looking at each other. And I, this is not verbatim, but he looked at me and from the place of authenticity from which you spoke, you know, similar, he said, you know, he was just thanking me. He was like, you're so brave. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, sister. I, I see you. I've been watching you and the way you honor nature, the way you honor spirit, the way you work with medicine and the way you share your work so publicly, we're so fortunate to have you on this planet and you're so brave. And I just fucking lost it at that point, you know, because for someone else who does this deep work, I don't do this work to hear those things, but fuck when you do it, just, you just let go into a place that is so needed at times to, to know, to, to feel so seen and honored by a fellow mystic, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for bringing me there as well. (laughs) My heart really just needed that. So thank you. Mm, Good. I'm so glad. Feel really, yeah, to be able to really see another, I feel, takes so much work on an inner level. Like, for me, it hasn't been something that just happened. Like, and I, and I know that my fear around being seen personally would keep me then from acknowledging another Mm. in this really interesting way when I look back it's not like I was anti-social before when I like wouldn't really be able to look at people and even acknowledge them there was such a deep fear in me that they would see who I was because Mm. at that time I felt Mm. like I was bad like I had a lot of you know self-hatred and so much shame that I was terrified of being seen at all, you know, and I was hiding so many things. It felt like that I, yeah, was so afraid. And so I think that's why now it almost, you know, in all the work that I do, and I know in all the, a lot of the work that you do, sometimes it's so simple that it comes down, you know, all these spiritual practices and the things that we do and the ceremonies and ways that we really work on, you know, clearing our own channel I feel for me, it comes down to then being able to just connect and relate to someone else in a more intimate and vulnerable way. And it's almost like going backwards to like a time 
I don't know when that time was, but it feels like going back to a time when that was just a really normal thing or yeah. I don't know if that you know resonates or makes sense with you, but totally. Yeah. It's pinging in so much. And even recently, like, and in smaller ways, like even my fingernails, you know, for a while I had these like crazy long, like fake nails, like, you know, I, I have my own nail polish collection. So for the photo shoot, we put these like talons on, yeah. you know, some <laughs> of the colors are chakra activating. So they're like bold orange, red. And, um, you know, I peeled those off. Uh, my birthday is New Year's day. So like, I think it was right before my birthday, I stripped back to just like nothing, like not even nail polish. And I've got, you know, all my ears are pierced, like all the way up and down. I just took all my earrings out for a decade. I had my nose pierced. You know, I haven't worn that in a while. And I went back to, you know, my previous uh, hairstyle was down to my waist and tons of big blonde highlights. And, mm. um, you know, I went back to just like whacked off my hair and natural <laughs> hair color and, you know, no makeup. And I, there's just been this really beautiful, liberating, just like peeling back and stripping back to just like nothingness for me. And it feels so good. And when you were talking about how before you would kind of keep your head down and stuff, I did the same thing. And it's interesting. Um, after my awakening, I started to, and I was really letting myself be consciously aware of as I would walk around New York city or LA. Um, and as I would go into like a tea shop or whatever, I was finally letting myself keep my head up. I was mm -hmm. letting myself keep my head up and just, see what was around me. And as I was with the cashier, like looking at the cashier and there was just this whole other experience that started to be born for me here in my earthly planet earth life experience that I didn't even know before was lacking or gone until my, my awakening moment. And then and when I was starting to see and look around and look at people in their eyes, I'm like, oh my God, I wasn't even doing this before. And I think it was a lot of that same thing you were touching upon because before my awakening, I was living in total denial and there I was in a codependent relationship and tons of suffering. And I had not entered into the caves and I had not done shadow work and God, yeah, it's so wild how all of these pieces go together in such a trippy way. And I don't think I've ever shared this publicly. In fact, I'm pretty positive not because it's a very honest share. You know, some of my close friends are aware of this, but I let also let myself understand, um, I think it's been a couple of years ago now that when I was with my ex, who was my instrument for my awakening, we were in a long 16 year karmic journey. Mm -hmm. And I finally let myself understand that that entire time, we were together. Uh, there was not one time when we were intimate that I had my eyes open. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. And I, I was obviously so scared. You know, there were so many things because of the love and the, because of the codependency and because of the karmic journey, because of all these pieces we were sharing, I think there was a part of me that knew 
especially with that piece, if I had my eyes open, I was going to see some stuff I didn't want to see. Yeah. I was going to see some dysfunctions and yeah. some pieces that I was too terrified of looking at. And so I spent the entire time with my eyes closed every time we were intimate. Isn't wow. that wild? So it really is how just, you know, how all of the the ways that we continue to evolve and just all these little pieces and as the layers, you know, drop away and fall away and how something like that is so you're like, wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's so oftentimes in my experience too, so literal, like, or so, you know, the way that I was speaking with somebody, one of a friend yesterday about like that, like that's such a literal, you know, it's like, and I'm assuming as you began to open your eyes in this other way, that relationship probably became unsustainable, you know? Yeah. And yeah, how, how the universe really does speak to us. Like I've gotten some signs that were so literal to the point where it was hilarious, you know, like it's going to be great, like book content. Like it's like, so <laughs> like you're like, how did that happen? And especially going to India where things really kind of get amplified in that way, where it's so obvious, like everything gets uh -huh. so um, exaggerated it feels like because it feels like such an intensely exaggerated place in every way but how do you feel like the universe communicates to you because I feel like every person has certain ways um, and I also think we all be you know we all have common ways too but are there any ways like for me they really like the universe really speaks through uh, for example film like I very rarely we'll go see a movie and it's not like insanely mirroring something I'm going through. If I'm like scrolling through Netflix and things like that, it doesn't always happen. But even there, it'll happen a lot of times where I just will be like in tears the whole time because I'm like, this is like a healing session. Like, and I also just feel like that kind of it's like I can't get away from healing, it feels like sometimes over the by now it's like because you know, I'm like, okay, let's just go to the movies, like, you know, like go on a date, like be, go out to dinner, you know, just like be, you know, like a human. And right. I am, a human, you know, but just trying to be like, okay, I'm all the time, like, you know, doing all this work. And cause I love it, you know, it doesn't feel like work to me. Um, although it, you know, is work, but, and I just feel like I can't get away from it, you know, and I feel mm -hmm. really grateful for that. Now, I think I spent the period of time initially being like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I get away from this? Or how do I go back? You know, like, I know too much. How do I go back to like where I was just I could have married that man and like it would have been great. And like, you know, what's what's the problem here? And where now I'm just like, this is amazing. You know, it's like this portal into yeah, a more intuitive way of living. And I know that you really like, you exude that intuitive um, awareness to me. Like you really, you, yeah, you really embody that. And you just spoke to shadow work. So I'd love to hear a little bit on how the universe speaks to you personally and then how you hold that space for you know the people that you work with or I know you work in really large groups and um you know and you've done so many so much healing work with people in in such a large way and in and have really made it mainstream in a way that 
I just love because to me, all of it is something that's so innate in, in all beings, you know, and, and it's really, I think, important for all of us to make it accessible. And I think you've really been good at that. So I'd love to hear how the universe speaks to you personally and then how you see that manifesting in the groups and the people you work with. Yeah, thank you. That's so beautifully said. Um, well, the first thing that pinged in as you were asking me that is what I'm experiencing right now with you. And anytime I'm with someone who is of the same or higher vibration than me, I always have trouble breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so this whole time as I'm with you, I'm literally like doing, it's such a distinct, I get somewhat wafts of lightheadedness. And it's truly like I have not been able to access a deep breath since we began. And I'm like, ooh, she is high vibe. <laughs> so I always know it's this, it's this very specific feeling. So that's one way that mm. the energy system and divinity is communicating to me like you're with a mamma jamma right now. <laughs> but I can't freaking breathe. Um so that's one thing. Yeah. Um, there's so many ways that universe works with me. I'm very, you know, a lot of my Claire, Claire abilities are super activated. So my Claire audience, the day of my awakening and divine intervention, uh, Claire audience was the first thing to ping in. I heard spirit speak to me as clear as you and I are speaking. Mm. And then right after in that same awakening moment process, my veil lifted. And so my clairvoyance also awoke up. And so even as, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you know about that monthly energy forecast that I write. Yeah. I'm going to ask about that. Yeah. It gets shared on my website and also I, I um, partner with wellandgood.com to channel that every month. And so it's really beautiful. I've been doing it for almost two years now cool. and it's like such a cool process because I'll just be walking, you know, from my place in Brooklyn to the subway or whatever. And I can always feel when I'm supposed to start getting in my iPhone notes or, you yeah. know, starting to get the first layers and the first workings of the channeled message for the forecast, because, um, though, you know, universe source or mother earth, they'll just start to talk to me. I'm trying right now in real time to figure out how, uh, how to express how they talk to me. Um, mm -hmm. like as I was walking on the sidewalk, they started bringing in like this, this color blue and, and I guess I'm so now at one with my communication with source and mother and my guides that because I'm so at one with them, I can tell with the communications they're bringing in the purpose, like the why they're bringing them in. So this day when they were bringing in the blue and then showing me a certain totem, I just mm -hmm. knew right away. I'm like, Oh, this particular guidance that I am seeing and smelling and getting access to right now. So I'm getting access to it on kind of all levels. I'm hearing it. I'm smelling it. I'm seeing it. And there's also that knowingness. Oh, this is forecast channeled message. So as I'm walking, getting my phone out and I'm starting to write these first layers, then I know, okay, 
And then I communicate to them, all right, it's time to get this forecast brewing and conjuring and going. So I'm opening myself up in all full capacity, mind, body, spirit, soul, for you to channel into me whatever messages, medicine, and guidance you need to deliver to me for me to put in the forecast for the highest, greatest earthly good. So once they come knocking on the door, then I'll open up the full floodgates and then I'm on alert at all times. I'm keeping my notebook next to me and my phone next to me because I never know then at what time the next message, the next theme, the next thing that needs to go in that forecast will come in. So that's one example. Mm -hmm. Um, But I work with like, um, I don't know, do you share the video that we're on or is it just audio that you share? Audio. Yeah. Okay, so the people at home, you can't see, but, you know, this rattle and then um, my, my drum right here, these are other two ways that I really, um, you know, I channel through sacred songs and um, I do a lot of journeys. So when you were touching to how I bring this mainstream, wow, what a, what a ride, right? You know, doing this work and waking up and and realizing my mission and purpose here. And then also realizing, Oh wow, I'm supposed to be very public with this. And Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to like be an entrepreneur, a public figure and awake and a mystic. And I want (laughs) to be a mom and I want to be a wife and I'm a daughter. And and I'm just like, okay, let's figure this out. So (laughs) um, thankfully I've been so guided as to, how to do that. And every day, that's part of the reason why I'm here in Indiana right now versus New York or LA, which is where I'm typically at, mm-hmm. because I just knew all month I'm here all this month, just kind of, you know, in another way, accessing into the land that I come from here. And, and these are a ton of, uh, you know, very sacred Native American burial grounds, the neighborhood I grew up in, the street. And the whole neighborhood, I grew up in this tiny little town in, in Indiana, it's called Syracuse. And all mm-hmm. the street names are named after natives. And the, the, the high school is Wawa Sea Warriors. And it's named after natives. And that on as a little girl, I know it was part of the medicine activation for me was was here. So I yeah. came back here to really access into my roots. But um, that was a slight tangent. But how I take it mainstream, like one example is you know, I was laughing actually about this a week ago. Okay. So one thing that I did, uh, the HBO film festival is this incredible festival and it brings forth thousands of people in New York city. And last summer I got a call to guide a meditation or a journey for the HBO film festival. And I was like, Oh, of course, mm-hmm. sure. This is lovely. Thank you for thinking of me. What an honor. Of course. So I pair up um, with this incredible DJ uh, to really create this very authentic and medicinal, um, you know, beats to play behind me. And then I go up on stage in front of over 10,000 people and I've got my main shamanic rattle and I'm burning some Palo Santo and, and I guided a, um, like a 15 to 17 minute shamanic journey this was not like a meditation like i was taking people into a crystal dome and inviting and calling forth evoking like animal totems and guides to come in and i'm doing this and (laughs) it wasn't until i got off stage that the person who had booked me for this event said I just want you to know that in the 25 year history of the HBO film festival, you are the first person to ever go on stage. 
Oh, wow. And I was like, what? He goes, <laughs> no one in the 25 years of the film festival, they've never invited and they've never had anyone come on stage until you, until now. And I'm like, so incredibly honored, but it was trippy to think like what a cool day and age that we live in yeah. that somehow this happened and it was obviously so purposeful. But the funnier part to me was like last week when I was thinking like, had I really thought about it, I was so divinely guided to do it. I just said, yes, I took the plunge. I was, yeah. I tapped in. Now this is the thing. I surrender it all. Right. So before I went on stage, I have my whole tune in to source and guy. And I say, what am I delivering? What do you want? What, what am I guiding? What do you want me to do? And they were like, do the, do the crystal dome guided shamanic journey, take them into the dome, bring the animal totems forth. And I was like, okay, now I'm going on such total surrender and divine guidance that I'm not, thank God, I'm not letting myself logically think about this because yeah. I'm, hello, I, I could have easily been booed off that stage by over 10,000 people. Now think about it. Pat and I yeah. would only let myself realize that last week is like a year later. And I'm like, God, that was fucking brave that you did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there, there's something so beautiful about, it's almost like, I feel such a, an innocence in what you're sharing and I really relate to it. It's almost like, I mean, the word that's coming is, it, and it's not, it's not the right word, but the word that's coming is naive, but that's how I feel sometimes. Like sometimes it feels like people be like, how do you do that? And I'm like, how do I do what? Like I, you know, and it's not just like, yeah, it really does feel like um, something that is, I think it's really a testament to just your own soul's purpose. You know, like there's something about why when we really do just continue to go towards those things that are resonating with our soul and we're not really sure why and we don't have the money to do it and we don't da 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 but we just, you know, little by little do it anyway and then these, this really beautiful thing that you shared of like <clears throat> all these prayers that you just shared with us. It's like, you're just like, blah, 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 blah. And then I asked, you know, a spirit to just divinely move through me. And then the dome came, you know, and I was, so I was kind of laughing. I wasn't laughing at you, but I was laughing like with you because I know that that didn't just like happen overnight necessarily, but that, you know, you just shared all of these beautiful prayers with us that any of us can do it any time. And it really is the willingness, like you said, to ask and to surrender. And that surrender isn't just something that, well, I don't want to say just, it is something that naturally happens when I feel grace, when it's meant to, when grace is there and the doors open. And in the meantime, we just ask, we just show up and we're like, you tell me, you know, I tell my students and clients, you know, like, send God there before you even get there, you know, like to that, you know, go there, please. Like I'll get there later, but you figure it out because I am not like, cannot be in charge here. And I also, so I appreciate so much, but I also know the, the, like you said, there's, you did do it though. You know, like you're, you know, Allison showed up and like said the words and like, you know, that takes a certain clarity of voice and of heart and of body, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to open the mouth so the words can come out, you know, that 
that is where I think it's a testament to the work that you've done or just to your, I don't know, good karma or whatever. <laughs> for me, it's been a lot of work, you know, to be able to open my mouth and for the words to actually come out and for me to be willing to, to let them come out. You know, I think that I know a lot of people struggle with that part and that's where what you just shared, I was going to ask you if you could give us, but you kind of gave us all these like beautiful prayers, you know, of, you know, spirit, like, you, you know, to help me and divine, you know, like guide me in this moment and tell me, and then the piece of trusting that, you know, I think that that's the huge piece that I'd love to hear you share more with, like, how can we trust that? Because I know for myself and for a lot of other people that I'm working with that are putting their own unique gifts out that are oftentimes rooted in um, tradition, you know, in indigenous cultures, but also in, um, in a lot of yoga traditions that give these very specific, um, rules a lot of times, um, mm. around, you know, this is what you can do. And this is, you know, you have to do certain things before you're able to really mm. be in a position to be sharing, which I think there's a lot of value in that. And there's a lot of humility in a lot of that. That's kind of I think needed in a certain way. For sure. And then there's this whole other element of it that can also then hold this back from being like, oh, but we have our own way of, for example, a lot of women I know, like we have our way of expressing this embodiment and this, you know, culture of pleasure and orgasm and sexuality and all the shame that, you know, goes along with that for many of people too, that isn't like written in the books, you know? It's right. not in the books yet like we're writing those books as we're going you know yes, so sister. yes to be able to like honor that because you're like okay well I've read it in a couple books that my friend wrote that like I resonate with but I have my own expression of it and how do we trust right. that yeah how do we trust those those you're you're honing in and yeah you're hitting the the doozies because that walk is the total walk I've been walking since the veil lifted for me because I honor and have worked with and been at some of the most sacred, potent, medicinal locations and lands on this planet and been so honored to share space with some of the most moving indigenous leaders and elders and to be able to immerse in their energy field and to learn from them yet at the same time i'm i'm simultaneously honoring the new paradigm mission that i incarnated for and a lot of what is gridded gridded inside of me and a lot of my coding is being um a visionary and a and a way shower of sorts of how to merge medicine and media and how to honor tradition yet blaze a new path mm -hmm. at the same time because we live in a modern day in a modern age with all this technology and all this social media that obviously did not exist thousands of years ago when these traditions were born upon earth being born and 
it is necessary to find ways to speak and articulate and communicate to the mainstream and to people that want access to this, um, what it is we're doing. And while yes, you know, eons ago, I totally understand and, and respect shamans not needing to call themselves shamans or a sage or whatever the title is, but sometimes when you're working with people who have not had access to this or don't have understandings of this work, you have to try to communicate to them who it is you are and what the work is that you do. And mm -hmm. it's rooted in shamanism. I'm a mystic, whatever the word, there are no words mm -hmm. yet for my mission here and my work here. And I, I, I have come to understand that. So while I am cultivating the correct word that has not been born yet for who it is that I am and the work that I do, the mm -hmm. closest ones that come for me are mystic and mysticism and shamanic practitioner and shamanism mm -hmm. and uniter of earth and sky rock and star and so i on a regular daily basis am going you know honing in to sacred tradition and um new paradigm visionary mm -hmm. you know and i have to trust you know, when Rockstar Shaman, when that name was born, that was not something I took lightly. And it was something that I did a shamanic journey around to consult with my Jesus is my main love and light guide. And I called forth my guides to hear from them. You know, I, of course, always want my work and teachings to come from divinity and right space and integrity and authenticity. So I gut checked. All, everything I do. And that name was no different. And, you know, it was such strong affirmation of them saying, yes, this is why we sent you there. This is why you're here. Mm -hmm. And the name needed to happen for some reason. And it's about rock and star. Like I said, uniting earth and sky, rock and star. And then there's that other component before my awakening. I was a radio host and a TV host and been in the entertainment industry for so many years. So it's a true merging. That's why I'm here is to blend and merge consciousness and media, medicine and media. And that really hasn't been done that much before, especially when I began, you know, five, six years ago, there really, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see more and more uh, conscious practitioners coming out and more and more people waking up and I'm seeing more energy healers, you know, start Instagrams and all of this stuff. And this is a beautiful part of the new paradigm activation that's happening. But when I was first starting to do this, there, like Gabby Bernstein, uh, of course, was out, but there really wasn't many, I can't even think of other, um, yeah. you know, mystics that were publicly doing it. So I've really, I, I feel, um, I know that I have kept that in check to the absolute best of my ability, you know, and honoring both sides of all of that. Yeah. And I think that really comes through in, in your work and in the things that you put out. And I think, you know, so many of us, you know, I think if you have a deep desire to be authentic, then you will be, you know, I think like we can put so much 
pressure on one another, really, truly is kind of how I can see it sometimes. And uh, definitely on ourselves, like for sure. But I also just feel like, you know, when I hear that and it's like rock star shaman and you're like, yeah, of course, there's like a part of you that's like, what? You know, and then there's another part of you that's like, fuck yeah. Like, that's like, like, that's something that I just feel like should be so celebrated in one another that I think a lot of judgment and a lot of, you know, we kind of began the conversation talking about this a little bit around, and I feel the judgment, you know, for me, when it comes from the outside really helps me to then at another point, usually in a practice or a ceremony, I feel how that judgment is actually mine. Yes. And it actually is mine to release off my own heart. Yes. And so, you know, <laughs> but I just really do feel like, why shouldn't we celebrate that wild uniqueness that we all have, you know, and, and someone that's willing to, to really, yeah, be so bold to, to put themselves out and to even just experiment. Like for me sometimes and people are like, how do you, you know, put yourself out there? And I'm never, I don't feel like, I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't actually feel like I'm like, I'm doing it. Great. Yeah. Look at me go. Like that's not, that's not the experience. I'm like, wait, what did I do? Okay. Oh, all right. I did that. Like you just explaining that whole thing of that, you know, event that you led and you know, where you're like, after you're like a year later, you're like, what did I do? Like, God, what did you make? Like, where did you have to do? Like, that is crazy, you know? So it's never really, you know, it's never really this like overly confident thing, like confidence, you know, and someone I'm sure people look at you all the time and like, she's just so much confidence. And, you know, I, and I just, I'm so in tune with our humanness that I'm like, I don't really think anybody's like walking around. I mean, I think sure, like egos get inflated and like, you know, but I don't know. I feel pretty tuned into that. And and even that it's like, okay, cool. Well, whatever, that's their path. And I don't like, there's so many people I can connect to in the world. Why am I going to waste my time thinking about that? So it's yeah. like, you know, and otherwise I'm like, no, we're not actually, you know, walking around like that. And I think that is the humility piece that is really natural that I think most of us really really long to to stay inside and then where's the line between you know humility and um yeah. self you know i don't yes. self-deprecation is, a, is an intense word but you know that oh holding ourselves back because we're like oh i you know i it's like where what is true humility and oh my um, god i feel like okay this is a vision that i'm getting in our conversation your higher self and my higher self are like three stages ahead of us in this field talking and is your it's this really trippy thing where before you're even getting to where you're getting and your question your conversation i already am knowing where you're going and knowing what i want to answer so it would be so weird if somehow we morphed this converse i don't even know what i'm saying right now but like it's this really funny thing that i'm picking up on that's happening with us because yeah, you're, you're just honing in on everything. So in such a wild way, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's funny because I started shifting as more and more of, as of my ego was disintegrating and dismantling 
Um, it's gone in so many different stages. The first initial awakening moment, it was a fucking blast of the egoic shell. The egoic shell that was so tightly constricted around me fucking cracked and got blasted open like dynamite. And then throughout the years and years, it's like in different phases, like another big layer of ego goes away. Another new one. And just, um, I feel like in the last number of months, like maybe four months, uh, this other big piece of it melted. Mm-hmm. And as I, and I was also simultaneously shifting the Rockstar Shaman to an AKA name and also shifting my Instagram from, it used to be at Rockstar Shaman. Now my Instagram is at I am Allison Charles. Now, when you go to my website, Rockstar Shaman will still, dot com will still take you there. When you go to my Instagram on the bio, it still says Allison, AKA Rockstar Shaman, because so many people got to know me as that name. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with that name, but the, with the ego shifting, that name was also shifting too, which was actually, you know, I really had to drum up a lot of courage to shift that identity because, um, it, it, it's a strong name and it had really garnered so much for me, mm. but I, I started to dip into this place of humility that was so new to me and so different. Like I've always been a very humble person, you know, like I touched upon with me being a national champion athlete and I've really accomplished a lot in my life, but I've never been. In fact, people have called me out for being so far on the side of like, why don't you tell me that? Or why didn't you share that? Or why don't you talk about your accomplishments? And, you know, I've actually been coached on like being tapping into my self-worth and self-esteem more because I never wanted to appear or come across Mm -hmm. as boastful or a braggart or whatever. But the humility I've been accessing lately is like this other kind of humility. It's even different than what I just described. It's this divine humility Mm -hmm. where even when I was in like social settings where other people are sharing what they're doing, I truly felt so uncompelled to even say that I'm a shamanic practitioner. I didn't like have any desire to say that I'm a TV host. I just literally felt most excited about just standing there and just like not saying anything about myself or anything about what I do But what's trippier then along with that piece is just in the walks I've been taking lately on these nature trails around me, I'm, so it's this wild paradoxical thing because while I'm tapping into the most divine humility ever, Mm -hmm. I'm also finally letting myself tap into this really cool space that's so new to me where I was walking the trail yesterday and I was like, I'm a badass. Mm -hmm. And even when I said it out loud, I was just walking by myself. And when I said it out loud, it's so different for me that I was like, oh, is it okay that I just said that? (laughs) Was it okay that I just acknowledged that about myself? And I said it out loud. Did anyone hear me? And I was like, no, Allison, this is beautiful. And I practiced the rest of the walk from a place of just like this beautiful space of just like, it was all these B words. I was like, I am a beautiful, bountiful, brilliant business yeah. badass. And it's like, I'm, I think it's important. And this is something that I wanted to share. It's like when it comes from that place, I think I'm really hearing the call for a lot of us who do this work to 
quit hiding around what badasses we are because we have done so much internal work and we have walked into so many caves that held our greatest terrors and fears and shadows and we have accessed so many things that do take a lot of bravery and courage and it's like i love hearing me and feeling me and seeing me anchor into this like truth of i i am a badass and i and i am you know i love that so much and i feel i've felt that from you in the past like Four months or something or I, I don't know it was almost like I could you were really open about some you know it might have been minor health things that you were going through I don't know exactly the extent of it because I'm not like obviously I'm, I'm paying attention a little bit <laughs> we're not like super close like best friends so I don't know fully what you were going through but I could feel that and it was almost like I think when we're going through those moments, oftentimes our systems will kind of shut down a little bit and we will get sick or things will happen where we're actually, yeah, there, I, and I, I sensed that. I mean, it wasn't like a full conscious thing until you just shared that. And I'm like, oh, right. Like I really felt that from you. And I think, you know, that deeper layer of like, like true, like you said, divine humility. I really love that. And then also how that, um, what emerges from that is this other kind of power and you know I even love you like yeah that name that you've used for all this you like I mean I love that I'm like yeah let's burn it I mean I'm so extreme so I'm like burn the name you know like whatever I'm like crazy but like you know that and at, like you know 10 minutes ago I was like yes to you like embracing that name you know it's like this constant being true to who you are in this moment which you know is tomorrow might be something really different. And then it might take years to live into who that is. Yes. So it's so inspiring to feel and to hear your personal reflections, because I know that we all can really relate to it in, in our own ways. And then that's then how we become willing enough to really show up to be of service um, and mm -hmm. to be of service to spirit and to humanity, which I feel like is, you know, so much of what you really hold space for, you know, and to go from these things of suffering to, you know, this, this deeper surrender and then to being of service and how. Do you know that that is like on my website bio, it says I, that I, have um it's in it's like one of the bottom paragraphs how i have like transcended um so many self-limitations share the art of the mastery of playing big and full authentic glory and sh how she shares her story of going from suffering to surrender to service yes is exactly and it's like a cycle you know what i mean i mean that feels very and i love that you brought up jesus i mean we're gonna kind of wind down, but I really, I wanted to ask you if you would share, I don't know, I mean, I love Christ consciousness, and I know my journey has been a lot about reclaiming my, the I was raised Catholic, and I, you know, longer story I'm not going to get into, but 
you know, had a lot of wounding around that. And a lot of people I work with have a lot of wounding around the religions or Mm -hmm. even the spiritual practices that they were raised with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, so, and so it's kind of come around more full circle now where I am in a more empowered place that I don't feel threatened by, um, things that I used to feel threatened by, you know, which something like, you know, Jesus or um, like something like Jesus, but really like, I would be like, Oh no, like, no, no, no. We're not going to like, no, you know, and now I'm like, yeah, like bring it on, you know, like, like I want to feel that, you know, and I, I, so do you have any teachings that, you know, are coming through right now or just anything from that tradition that feel like, could be of service and and could help um, uplift us in this moment that we're sharing. I mean, it's interesting. The first thing that came in and I don't know where it'll take me or go, but it's a lot of, I feel some of what Jesus endured and the path that he walked is honestly a lot of everything that we've been touching on and and speaking about and it's interesting too because for jesus i when i grew up running was my religion all you all i was doing was freaking running all over the freaking country like vlogging thousands of miles and so i wasn't i didn't go to church really occasionally i'd pop into like we had one methodist church in our town you know i'd pop in sing a couple sunday school tunes and be out you know that was like once a year or whatever so i didn't grow up with any of these um the thing that you touched upon and a lot of my friends have shared you know whatever various religions that they've had to really like release from certain constructs and that wasn't ever a piece or a part of it for me so when Jesus started to reveal himself in a very clear, big and bold, like could not deny it way. The Mm -hmm. only way I've ever worked with him and accessed his medicine and teachings and love. Oh God, the love of Jesus uh, is (laughs) knowing him as ascended master Jesus. You know, I don't, I, that's who I know him to be. So I don't have all these, um, constructs or, or stories around him that other people do. But let me see. Let me just take one second here to see if he has something to say. Hmm. The first thing that just came in is, behold, my truth is your truth. Hang on. Hmm. Oh man, this is interesting to channel him like this. Mm. Behold, my truth is your truth. Mm. One second, let me tap in again. I am here for your teaching. I am here for your sharing. I am here for your liberation. One second.
He said, I am yours to follow if your heart is willing. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's one or two more pieces. One second. Mm -hmm. Set your eyes to the glory of the sun. And I am yours forevermore. Mm. If you piece that all together, um, I would love to actually hear what that comes out to be mm -hmm. in poem form. Um, so beautiful. Yeah, I want to feel more into that. The glory of the sun. I feel like that's so... Um, in this moment, I feel astrologically that we're in, that's like a really clear um, and potent medicine, you know, that, that sun energy and the mm. willing heart. I love that. Yeah, yeah. He's just been so generous and so, I mean, just right here with me, right here. There's been uh, so many countless times where, when I've accessed up to source, um, it wasn't just my light that went up to meet source and Jesus and whoever other God appointed guides were there waiting for me. But uh, a number of times my entire astral body went up and I, you know, face to face with him and embracing and shedding tears and, you know, just being held by him. And, you know, the way he came forth for me was so out of the blue and, and unexpected yet. It was so clear. And it's interesting because they keep now pinging me. Um, I know we probably don't have time to get into it, so I won't go long into it, but they keep yeah. pinging me over and over to the Sufi song. When you asked if there was a song yeah that i would maybe want to share yeah it's um the title is chop tilak so it's c h a a p t i l a k mm -hmm. and it this song is my soul song like uh these two it, it's a sufi song and the the words obviously have to be translated and anytime you translate you know it loses a bit of its um its magic but yeah. one of my favorite lines from this song when they're referencing divinity and and god and and, and source energy is this line that says you are secret yet so evident mm. Mm. And there's just something about that line that just, there's two things that I always try to share that I feel like get who I am and get why we're here and, and get this work more than any others. And the one is the quote, truth is a pathless land. Mm. And the other is that line from the Sufi song, you are secret yet so evident. Mm. And it's both allude to that. Mm place and that thing that we talked about this entire podcast of yeah. trust and mm. accessing into the unseen realms because they are just as real as the scene and 
being informed by all of it. And when you walk from that place of faith and trust and surrender within yourself and all that is like, that's where the miracle and trippiness of all this is. So beautiful. I love that line so much. And it really does like, it really does hold like everything we were just sharing, you know, that there's not, you know, that, that they're both and they're, and holding both, you know, like holding, holding what's secret in us, you know, and also, yeah, exposing and holding, you know, what is so evident. It's like, I mean, I have, it really tenderized my heart to feel into that. I think um, there's such a, there's such a gentle and compassionate um, nudge, it feels like, in that, in that one line. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Before we go, can I just yeah. say one more thing? Please. You- yes. Okay, because I want to go to this. Um, <clears throat> when I was pulling up how the Chop Tilak uh, lyrics translated, I came upon this thing that was just so freaking cool. It said, um, Okay, let's see. There's so much. Okay. It says in in the original lyric, um, a union of the eyes or union of glances. Um, Mm. Let's see. So be it for you too, if you can understand whose glance the mystic is talking about. May your heart taste the fragrance of that sacred glance. The journey of mystics are said to begin when the unseen beloved glance upon our inner heart and awaken it. It's a rare moment of pure grace. One cannot ask for it. It's simply given by design, by divine. Um, This blessed glance sometimes is called awakening of heart experience of oneness, which are all different terms to describe an experience that is beyond words. Only who tastes it knows In Sufi tradition, the blessed glance is a well-guarded secret. Traditionally, this happens through the glance of an adept master, through the glance of a God-realized being, and it gives birth. The path of the Sufi is a journey that draws one into longing and ecstasy, into the passion and power that can be ignited by a single blessed glance. Mm. And this poem, which I'll end on, it's so simple. It just says... (laughs) And it's talking about, it's a medieval Turkish mystic poet who summarizes what I just said of the blessed glance. And the poem is, a nightingale falls in love with the rose. The whole love affair begins with just one look from God. Hmm. Ah, thank you for all that. It just... It speaks very deeply to my soul and to, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast will really appreciate that, that juicy divinity. You know, there's something about the mystics um, in Sufi, in the Sufi tradition and, um, and a lot of the mystics in my tradition of bhakti yoga, it's the same, you know, there is this very human quality to it and that you know the connection is actually coming from the outside it's it's a receiving mm-hmm. you know more than a we're doing the connecting you know and it's like 
the connection is coming, you know, when you think about a glance, you know, a glance from the outside being the thing that awakens the heart, you know, it's like a, it's such a deep softening and such a deep surrender to receive that and to even feel how the divine, you know, Rumi talks about it a lot too, of the divine longing for us as much as we're longing for the divine, you know, mm -hmm. and that relationship um, and the agony and the ecstasy of it um, is just what I feel like many of us are, are here to come back into the experience of and to, to, you know, live with that and to share that in our own ways. And so thank you so much for bringing all of that up and uh, sharing who you are and, and being willing to, to grow and to change and to, you know, and to try things and um, yeah. And mostly just to shine your beautiful light. I'm so grateful for you and for this. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. And it's my greatest honor to have, come into connection with my remembrance of who I am and connection with Source and Gaia and to do this work. And I'm grateful to have community and brothers and sisters like you in my life. And um, yeah, so, so honored to walk this path. And, you know, I guess I wouldn't have it on my website, the quote, our ability to evolve is infinite if I didn't walk that walk myself. So continue to just see where source takes me every day and uh let's all be on the ride together holding safe supportive sacred space for authentic expressions and light and gifts to go out into the world that's really one of my main purposes for being here on earth and me doing that um and i also want to uphold and support is many other people on the planet to find their authentic expression and to truly feel like they can be the person they incarnated to be here on earth. Mm. Thank you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. And I'll, um, do you have anything that you want to share around anything coming up just to Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll put all of your info in, in here, too, in the beginning. But if you have anything coming up you're really excited about or anything you want to share? Uh, I, the only thing I'll, I'll share, you can find all the information on the homepage of my website or Instagram. But uh, I had a really beautiful download that came in a number of months ago for me to start offering shamanic PR and shamanic media and brand expansion. And mm -hmm. it's just a culmination of my entire life's work and to see the power of it but the clients I work with, it's just been mind blowing, incredible. So just want to let people know that those uh, offerings are out there from me. If it's resonating in your heart or in your soul, and you want to make that transition into being a conscious practitioner or a brand, or if you want to take it to the next level, that's what shamanic PR is because I really go in on that internal level and access into any threads or any self-imposed limitations or pieces that might be holding you back from ascending even higher or expressing even more. And then once we release those pieces, then obviously you're in a wholer, fuller state to then receive in more press and more ways for you to get your message out there. So mm -hmm. if that speaks to you at all, um, and then with all my years of being in radio and television and also a producer for major networks, I'm also guiding people 
and to how to be in their power through interviews. So if it speaks holler at me. Yay. Thank you so much. And sending so much love out to everybody listening and may your day or your evening just be filled with the healing power of grace and that you feel really loved and supported, especially in the lowest and hardest of moments and that you reach out and feel how much um, the universe and how much support there really is when we're willing to open our hand and, and receive it. So I'm wishing all of you the, the very best and so much gratitude and, and so much humility to be able to walk here with you. Thank you. Blessings. <laughs> Oh